0: Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Mining Your Business podcast, a show all about process mining, data science, and advanced business analytics. I'm Patrick, and with me as always, my colleague Jakub. Hey, Jakub. Hey, Patrick. Today's episode is all about what is an on-premise instance, what is a cloud, and what are the pros and cons of both? Let's get into it.
1: Hey Patrick, so uh, we are in yet another episode uh, and today we will be talking about on-site versus cloud problematics but before we do so I just want to touch a little on what's up to date with the process mining community and uh, we do pre-record these episodes quite in advance so uh, I think this one uh, we record in the mid of April while the, it will launch in about June uh, but still hanging with us. Uh, what's been going on was actually the, the biggest process mining event uh, there is, which is called Cellosphere. And I'll be honest with you, I was watching uh, some, of the, some of the videos there. I was watching some of the shows, some of the guests. And uh, man, uh, a huge thumbs up to, to the whole Cellonis team who stands behind this because uh, I can't even imagine how much work went into it. And uh if you are listening to this podcast and by any chance missed this, uh well, <laughs> I would just say the following. Make sure you don't miss it the next year, because this is really something.
0: Yeah, I tuned in a little bit. I caught a glimpse of some of the videos. Man, the the quality, the production value, uh it's it's a spectacle for sure. Yeah, and not to
1: mention all the guests that are uh that are talking there. So I I hope and I wish that uh, at least some of those people will eventually turn out uh, here in our podcast. Oh, absolutely. And and who knows, maybe next year we are going to be the speakers in the in the Cellosphere. Let's just hope for that. <laughs> <laughs> One can always dream. Yeah, the special guests from Mining Your Business podcast. <laughs> I like to say All that. All right. But uh, we will not bore you anymore with uh, what we are watching and with uh, how awesome Celosphere is. You probably know that already. Uh, But we will jump into the topic that we have today. And uh, as I said, and as Patrick introduced you already into the episode, we will be talking about the differences uh, between on-site implementation and cloud. We will generally talk about uh, some basics. Uh, We will discuss uh, pros and cons. And we will also touch how does this
0: impact you, especially in your process mining initiative. Yeah, so um, generally, I think it'd be a good idea to kind of introduce what is actually meant by cloud, what is actually meant by on-premise. So um, let's just kind of get into that. Um, When we talk about an on-site deployment, it basically means that the servers, the the maintenance, the the infrastructure, the connections and everything is handled by the company that it's hosted in. So if you have an on-site deployment of a server that is hosted by you in some form or another in some server, in some server rack connected by you, maintained by you, and everything has to be controlled by you. A cloud deployment, on the other hand, is where all that hardware, server connection and firewall and everything like that is handled by a third-party um, provider. So they will handle the infrastructure, they will handle your connection, the, the scaling and everything for you. So that is, the, mm-hmm. that is kind of the, the difference. Yeah.
1: And uh, in today's world, what is actually happening is that uh, I would say there is a huge initiative leaning towards the cloud solutions. And a lot of companies now choose exclusively cloud for their services, as it has a a lot of perks actually choosing this. And uh, we will get into that. Uh, Obviously, we we will weigh in what are the pros and cons for you and for your company maybe. Before we do so, I also want to mention, uh, as as much as we are uh, experts in process mining and we love data science, we are not cloud architects, right, Patrick? So <laughs> yeah, uh, not if, really. <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast and by any chance you are a cloud architect and would like to actually come here and talk about the, really the details. The, the the details not both about. of it. Yeah, exactly. Very nice expression, Patrick. Thank you for that. Uh, then please reach out to us. We will be happy to talk to you. In any case, uh, for everyone else who, who has a decent chance about, uh, about uh, uh, technology, uh, let's introduce him into this. When we talk about on-site, it, uh, in my opinion, it has a lot of perks for the company to choose this kind of implementation. One of them is that um, it can be perk and it can also be down, uh, downside. Uh, that is, uh, the hardware itself is maintained by you. So, uh, for instance, when you choose to do a process mining initiative and you decide to go for for on-site implementation, what you do is that all the software is running on your your hosted servers. So that means that you have it in your hand, that if there is any downtime, it's all on you, and you might even uh, expect this. You might know when these downtimes will be, you can always upside. Uh, you can always uh, upside it. You can also downside it, and uh, it's generally you. You have a very, very big flexibility with what you do.
0: Right. So um, with the hardware, you touched on a very interesting point. So I mean, if you if you see these these quote unquote obstacles with maintaining your own server, having an IT employee on site to handle outages and things like that, you're wondering why would you ever do that? Well, there's a there's one very good reason to. All right. There's several reasons why you would want to, but I will talk about one. One is security, right? If you are, for example, in an industry that has a lot of regulations, you might uh, be more inclined to choose an on-premise system because the data you have will always be in-house. You don't have to transfer it via internet or anything. It is stored on your site and you have total control over where it goes, where it ends up and, and, and things like that. So that is one very good point. Yeah,
1: I guess the security officers in your company will always va- uh, vouch for, uh, for on-site implementation.
0: Well, yeah, because there's, a, there's been a lot, of, um, a lot of security issues relating to cloud systems, uh, some breaches. So you do have to make a very good judgment call about the cloud provider you choose if you do, or if you just say, we'll stick with the IT hassle of pro- providing our own maintenance and all those things for the benefit of having that security. And this is not to
1: say that cloud by default is less secure, but uh, when there is a security breach uh, in either one, in either uh, on site implementation or in cloud, you know, in on site, it's always on you. While cloud, uh, whoever is hosting for you can say that, you know, can put the hands away from that and say it's not even their fault. So I don't want to, Im- I don't want to imply that cloud by default is less secure but in in your own settings, in your own environment, you just have way more
0: possibilities on what you can do. Oh, of course, of course. So, and this is especially um, important now in the age of data security and um, um, GDPR, GDPR. I was about to say, exactly. So where you need to make sure that the the data that you have, especially if it's sensitive data, that it ends up in the exact places where you need, and that's easier to control if you have an on-premise system. Right. Uh, What about updates? Yes, so that's a, that's an interesting topic. So, I was working in change management in a very large firm, and there it was all about managing updates to certain systems. And if you, it was kind of like plain whack-a-mole because you would fix one bug in one system, and then that would have <laughs> corollary effects in some other system because that one relied on an, on the thing that you just changed. So there's so many interdependencies that you now need to make sure all right. work right. So the maintenance, the the change management of it is gets progressively more complex the more things you bring in-house yeah now
1: imagine that uh just an example there is 100 companies and all are doing process mining so you let's say that e there is one scenario and all 100 companies decide to go for on-site and then the second scenario all 100 companies decide to go for cloud now when they are going for on-site each company is ch- is, is uh facing Exact same issue and exact exact same problems every time there is some update or every time something needs uh, to be enhanced or so. And just imagine, just uh, do the calculation times hundred and how much time it costs each company to do each s- such an incremental change or upgrade. While 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 in when these hundred companies are all in cloud, all it takes is one company uh, to do the change, the enhancement for them, and uh, it saves. In insane amount of manpower, probably money and
0: time as well. Oh, of course. And I mean, it is to be said that you get to control the updates on an on-premise system. You have complete control over. Hey, this version runs on my on my system in my in my infrastructure. It works perfectly. All these things work, uh, and I don't need to change them. I don't need an update. It works perfectly the way I want it, and that's fine, right? Yeah. But with that also comes the danger of um of missing. Some critical um, either security updates or things like that, so um you run the risk of um outdating your own software and being kind of shackled yeah. by by that,
1: yeah, on the other hand uh since uh we are saying always it's in your house and uh, it's under your control, for us as a data scientist uh if I had to choose for you, for your company, for my customer, whether uh they should decide to go for um for on-premise or cloud, I would always vouch for cloud. Because for us, it just makes our life so much easier. Each company that we are dealing with on a daily basis uh, are usually huge enterprises. And as such, they have a lot of security measures. And uh, you just don't go and connect to their, to their systems and to their financial data and productive data and so on. It takes some 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 uh, roundabouts. you You have to go to the people, talk to them, ask for permissions, and just all of this can take weeks or months before you are actually able to get an access to to their uh, environment, which is usually a VPN, a uh, virtual private network. And all this uh, is usually a very tedious. And, uh, once, uh, once you have issues and let's say the access stops working, uh, there are a lot of things that can fall apart because, you know, you have some deadlines, you have some targets that you need to do. And suddenly you just can't connect to a, to a customer's VPN. And then you are, you have to talk to a customer support and, uh, talk to people on the other side of the planet and ask them what, what did go wrong? What do I have to do? And no one has a do what you should actually do. So the VPNX
0: says that's a, that's a tricky thing. That is a very good point. So if you, if you go the route of hosting everything on site and you do everything by yourself, um, for people like us who come into your house and do some data science, um, it's a bit tricky. We get stopped <laughs> at the gate for a long time. You know, there's a security check, there's a security line. You know, it, it, it takes a little bit for us to get in, which I guess is kind of the point. Right, you, you mean you don't want any data breaches or things like that, right? So you need to be careful. But for for us to go in and do our work, there's usually a lot of obstacles to overcome. So we're, I guess, a little bit biased on on this side. I love how you said, "Let's do some data science." <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel sometimes. <laughs> Priceless. Uh, what about price? Well, that's a good point. Um, so, of course, we already mentioned that you have to host the server hardware yourself. That means you have to buy the server. You have to buy the software license of whatever you're trying to run, right? You need to provide the integration capabilities, right? You need to make sure that it works in the system that you already have, right? It needs to attach to the right things. And additionally, one of the main things, what if something breaks, right? You need to have an IT employee on hand to fix the outages, right? And because if you don't, um, there could be some time, days, where you just don't have access yeah. to the data that you have in this in this software, whatever you're trying to license, right? And that could be um, attributed to a lot, a lot of costs. Plus it's probably much
1: easier to blame someone for your system not working, which would be the case when you go for cloud, while when something is not working and you or your department is responsible for it, uh, you might wait uh, before you point any fingers. Oh, <laughs> because absolutely. it
0: might just very well be your fault, who knows? <laughs> That's a very good point. I mean that's a that's a very good point because in in the cloud you have the agreements about how much uptime the cloud provider has to has to give you, right? And as soon as they don't, you're like, well, you didn't stick to the agreement and yeah. uh, there's some monetary uh implications on that. So um there is a, there is an upside to to the cloud in in the price category. You mentioned the the uh
1: uptime when the cloud has to be uh do you think in general the stability when we talk uh about how how well the system runs, uh can we even compare the two? Can we even compare on site and cloud and say which one is uh def- indefinitely better than the other?
0: Or is it uh, is it uh, equal game, let's say? Oh it they're completely different things. So if I mean if you're talking about an on-premise um outage, right? You can just go to your employee and say, hey, can you just plug it out and plug it back in again and just boot it up again? And there's practically no implications. But if you're hosting a, um, if you're a cloud provider, you can't just do that, right? Mm. You can't just quickly say, oh yeah, by the way, we're just going to pull the plug on everything and just reboot it. That might also solve the problem, but you know, you it's not as easy because you are providing a service, not just for one customer, but for many, many customers, depending on your business, of course, but it It is two very different things. If you host it in, in-house, you can just walk over to the server, kick it a few times, and then you're good. But on mm-hmm. cloud, it's very hard to kick a cloud. Okay, so now we talked a bit about on-site and uh, how we feel about it. Let's jump to,
1: to the cloud solution. As, uh, as I said, in today's world, cloud solutions are on the rise and essentially overtaking everything. I mean, just think about your personal life and how much you are using a cloud solution and you use Google, uh, Google Drive or even Gmail, everything is on the cloud somewhere. same for Netflix. I mean you don 't buy DVDs anymore you don 't download the movies, you just watch them. The movies are stored somewhere in the server. who knows where and uh, you don't even physically get those movies. you just watch them you, ha- you, buy, you pay subscriptions so that uh, the, the the service itself enables you to do this and uh when we talk about uh about uh b2c solutions it's it's coming the same it's it's becoming the same world so uh, s- uh process mining solutions such as Solonis uh and all the business uh business solutions business data mining and so are also uh leaning towards this trend and are becoming more and more uh cloud based solution and even though they still offer uh the the they offer the old model on the on-site model, such as even Salonis does still, uh, they promote cloud much more because even for them, it's way easier to maintain one cloud than to, to talk to each customer separately
0: uh, and uh, fix their issues with the software. Oh, absolutely. And you touched on a very good point with this Netflix um, um, comparison. So one note, uh, one point that I would like to say is convenience. The convenience of the cloud is unparalleled. Because if we're, ta- if we're doing this Netflix comparison, if you want to ha- watch a movie, you can just go to netflix.com and watch. Yeah. But watch it on Blu-ray. Well, guess what? Now you need a Blu-ray player. Now you need to go out and buy one. Or you need to wait for Amazon to ship it to you or something. There's an upfront cost to even getting it. And then imagine not even liking the movie. <laughs> right? You yeah. bought a Blu-ray player for nothing. Right? So that's where the convenience of a cloud comes in. You You buy the service. You use it. You say, ah, it's a bit crap i don't want it you didn't even have any costs yeah i would say that for
1: cloud there's also uh some some uh something that you need uh pre-hand which is internet connection but i mean it's not 2005 anymore and i assume that uh most of us have access to the internet wherever we go so i won't even touch on this
0: (laughs) this is very true so unless you're um out in in a jungle somewhere you know um Internet is pretty easy to come by nowadays, especially when you wanna relax somewhere and watch Netflix, you're usually in a place that has internet.
1: Yeah. And arguably it's probably even easier for you, let's say if you have a if the connection is not stable. It's still much better for you to use with, to, to work with cloud rather than to access the VPN. Because once you lose the access to VPN or to on-site, uh, you don't want to you don't want that to happen because then you just have to re uh, reaccess everything and uh that's a very annoying thing to do
0: of course and speaking about uh, technical issues the the support costs of the cloud solution essentially disappears it's it's baked into the service that uh, the cloud provider is selling right you have uh, you of course have an agreement that the service desk is also available for you um for a set amount of time per year and you get to write your tickets hey i can't connect and then they have to deal with it right you don't have yeah. to employ somebody for that you don't have to get some some guy into your house to fix it or or anything like that right it's already baked into your contract. however uh and uh this is this can
1: be a, a two-edged sword so uh even though there's someone who's doing all the heavy lifting for you and you don't have to worry about updates and some some issues and so on when something goes wrong, uh for you, the, the cloud service is essentially a, a black box. So each cloud provider usually have this uh, this uh website, uh something like status.providername.com or something like this, where they track and monitor what is the the the, the 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 status of each of the server that they are giving to you. So uh I have an just yesterday I had this experience with uh and not uh, process mining, but Google. Actually, I I wanted to edit something in a, in a Google Doc, and it just wasn't working. I couldn't. I just couldn't uh, copy paste in a Google Sheet, uh, which was very weird. And then uh, you don't really. It doesn't happen for Google. You think like Google. You know, this is this uh, this service that just works 100 percent uh, of time, twenty four seven, three hundred sixty five days of a year. And then I actually Googled uh, a status for the Google services, and it was really down. It, has, it was having some technical issues, and they said they are working on it. And it was eventually resolved. But uh, at this moment, I just couldn't copy-paste into Google Google Doc, which uh, became for me quite, uh, quite an annoying uh, thing at that moment. While in the Word document that I would have
0: probably on my computer, I would not face this issue. right. And I mean, that that's a, that's a fair point. So if you have technical issues, I think the best thing you can do is be transparent about it. There's nothing worse than a user being frustrated because they don't know why they can't do something that they were previously capable of doing. Like you copy and pasting. You don't know why. If you, because at some point you were thinking, maybe I'm the, maybe I'm the problem, right? And then you feel stupid and you don't want that. You want transparency and say, hey, we have an outage. Okay, great. Now I know that there's a problem and that the fix is uh, going on and I can be updated. Plus, you save yourself a lot of open
1: tickets.
0: (laughs) This is this is very, very true. What about when you want to start with cloud? Well, uh, I kind of mentioned that at the beginning. It's the convenience, right? So um, if you want to um, get a software as a service from a cloud provider, it is very easy to contact the cloud provider. Um the negotiations are obviously a different thing depending on what you're what you're getting but if for example um signing up for Netflix for example is very easy, right? Sign up, here's here's my um billing information, bam, easy, I'm ready to go. Right? Yeah. The, the convenience of setting up your cloud is very simple, right? So there are obviously differences in the type of um service that you're getting, so obviously with Netflix it's very easy because it's an ind- individual customer, but for example with Solonis. There are some um, setups. I know you and I have done plenty of um, cloud setups uh, before. And how, how would you rate it on, on the difficulty scale? Oh, oh man. Uh, so,
1: one being uh, Netflix like, super easy and convenient uh, to set up.
0: And two, Five. and 10 being in a quarry and mining for coal or something.
1: Oh, oh man. Well, when you say 10 mining for coal, all you need is a pickaxe and you just go and start mining. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> How hard can this be? <laughs> I, would st- I would still say it's it's five. So there is uh, more going into it than just getting your uh, IBC instance up and running. Uh, because there is, uh, and this is something, if if any customer success manager or salesperson from Celonis is listening to this, I know... When you are selling uh, your your uh, your service to the customer, you always want them to feel like it's easy. And I I can acknowledge it is, but uh, it's not as easy as uh, out of the box solution that you just uh, connect to Netflix and you just watch all the movies. There is still a lot of work that's happening in the in the background, which is basically and the most vital thing is to connect to your data
0: to even have something that you can eventually show to the customers exactly so it's kind of like uh, buying a box of lego you know and it comes but it's not it's not ready yet you have to go assemble you have to read through the instructions line by line and until you have exactly what you need admittedly uh this is much more fun
1: (laughs) going with the lego box i would i would probably if i had to choose between setting up a salonist instance uh for a customer uh, or uh, I'm picking a box of Lego.
0: I would probably go for the Lego. <laughs> man, if I could get paid for building Lego, man, that'd be the dream. <laughs> have you checked your LinkedIn recently? <laughs> Maybe there are some positions opening. <laughs> Maybe. Okay, so next topic: scalability. I think this is a big one. I think this is one of the biggest um, things for the cloud, right? So if you have an on-premise system, you are limited just physically by the hardware that you have, right? The cloud provider can say, oh, this, this person is attaching more users. I will just upgrade their, their RAM or their, their clusters or whatever it is. It's a lot more scalable and a lot easier to scale, right? Because as soon as, for example, you need more hardware, you have to go buy that hardware. You have to install that hardware. You need to make it connect it properly. But then it turns out you didn't actually need the hardware. So now you just have, an, have a random server line around. Right? So yeah. there are a lot of, um, there's a, a lot of convenience in the cloud solution for um, adapting the amount of resources, amount of GPU time, amount of clock time, or whatever it is, um, to specific customers.
1: On the other hand, it can also backfire a bit. So when you go into a process binding initiative, you have some, uh, some expectations on what you're going to do, what you're going to implement. How much data you are actually going to, 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 need for your, for your license and the licensing itself. It's, it can also get a bit complicated because you have way more, uh, variables in your total calculations, such as how much, uh, how much space you actually need, uh, how much users are going to be using it and so on and so forth. So let's just say, let's just leave this. Uh, but the thing is that you can underestimate what you need and now you are a year into implementation you let's say you haven't reached your goals yet you are having some delays and something and you already know that you are running short on your license and now you have to go to your boss and ask him for more money because it's not for free to just upgrade your license and get another 50% of apc right of course uh so uh the the scalability
0: is great but it also comes with a price oh of course and i mean that that's a good point so, um, a lot of them will be like pay as you go. So you use so much CPU time, so you pay in this and this much, right? That that's fair. But for for we can say say this on a um, internal level. We have left uh, servers running, you know, test servers that we use to test scripts, and just kind of forgot to turn them off until we got the bill, <laughs> right? <laughs> and uh, we saw that hey, we just left the server on for a month without uh really doing anything with it, and of course the cost exploded. So <laughs> we need a. Uh, 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 there are some costs associated with it. And if you don't have an eye on the amount of resources you use, those costs can very much balloon. It almost uh, sounds as if you were uh, talking about experience we had internally in our company. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, no, I was referencing that. So um, that it, that is what happened to us. So um, we learned the hard way. Um, so And even us, as I would say, competent folk can often sometimes forget these things. Yeah, so make sure you switch
1: down the AWS instances when you don't need them. They are costly, especially for uh, mid-size or smaller companies.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, So um, speaking of uh, the next point, um, little control over the updates, right? So like I said um, previously, in the on-premise system, you have very much control about what runs on your servers. You install it, it runs, no need to worry, right? but an, a cloud solution can just push updates to the service. Um, we now provide this update, right? And if you're relying on it, it can just break a thing that you were using, right? Mm-hmm. So this is very can often occur, right? Obviously, cloud providers try not to break the things that you were relying on, so only deprecate within months of letting the users know, hey, this function will be deprecated and things like that. But the updates are just pushed. The, there's a rollout coming and there's nothing you can do right Mm -hmm. so um with that all comes stability of the the software right they don't just roll out new functions or patches because they want to they do it because there's security implications there's new functionalities that they want to offer there's um stability right crashes in software that they want to fix there's a lot of things that go into updates and updates are a very very good thing but your lack of controlling them when using this service is a bit of an angst yeah
1: Uh, I don't think I have anything more to add to this, Uh, but I will jump into the last point we have here when comparing uh, cloud and on-site solutions. And as you can see, it's not an easy decision. There is a lot of things that each uh, person or each company has to consider when picking one or the other. Uh, But one last thing uh, I wanted to mention and uh, that actually explains to me why there are such a huge market- marketing shenanigans going uh, for each cloud solution. And that is that once you are in the cloud, it's very difficult to leave it uh, because uh, cloud solutions, uh, as great as they are, they work to a certain degree as these silos that, uh, that hook you in and don't let you out. Because now everything is only compatible with this cloud solution. Obviously you don't just switch between cloud solution as if there was nothing, although obviously it's possible, but with some limitations. And the overall goal for these, for these business models is to keep you as a customer. So they will do anything to, to keep you because for, for the companies, it's a recurring revenue,
0: right? And as long as you are, you are a customer paying customer, they don't have problems. Exactly. And imagine if you have an ERP solution as a cloud service, right? And then you go to your manager and tell him or her that, hey, I want to put this on the on-premise, but it's going to require so-and-so many servers with this and this much infrastructure with this and this price tag upfront mm-hmm. right now. He or she is going to have uh, a bit of a, a bit of a shock, let's say. If anything, we do, the, we do it the other way. Uh, so going from
1: on-site to cloud, and that's actually going to be a topic of our next episode because we have extensive knowledge and experience yes. with this. So uh, we can't wait to, to tell you
0: about it. Um, do we want to throw a little mention to the, the, the hybrid cloud? For sure, Patrick, go ahead. It's all yours. So um, we have spoken about uh, on-premise systems and cloud systems, but there is a push, currently right now, a very big push to offer hybrid clouds. Now, what is hybrid clouds? Um, probably a few uh, disambiguations about the word hybrid cloud, but um, it is essentially a cloud service that is offered to you privately, right? So there are um, there's a different technical setup that I'm sure somebody working in the hybrid cloud field is uh, can tell you all about, <laughs> but it's not me. Uh, but essentially, what <laughs> it is, it's a, it's a Public cloud and private cloud together that can offer your company privately the services that it would normally offer publicly, right? Which gives you the same kind of flexibility and scalability of a cloud, but it's uh, hosted, you know, in your private space.
1: Yeah. On the other hand, it comes with a uh, with, it comes with a lot of headache because when you have an issue, uh, <laughs> it can come from anywhere. It can be your fault. It can be the the uh, cloud uh, company's fault. And debugging problems like this,
0: that's that's a nightmare. Oh yeah, we we've had a run-ins with some hybrid clouds, and uh it is usually I have to deal with some issues in hybrid clouds, and let me tell you, it is never fun. Just so many things that can go wrong and also
1: the overall compatibility of the two solutions, even though on paper they say it's possible. In reality, there is so many things that can prevent it and uh when you were saying uh when we were talking about the updates in on-site uh solutions, just I can imagine that one update uh can throw a
0: lot of things off. Absolutely. Absolutely. So these are the things that you need to watch out for. You know, um kind we I mean we've spoken about uh the, the two main on-premise and hybrid cloud and cloud. And so you need to kind of depending of course on your use case, what you're trying to achieve, what your long-term goals are. Is is this a thing that you want to invest in for a month or five years or things like that? It it's very much depends on your use case. And, but I hope that with uh with this uh, little um tidbit of information we've given you today that you are more comfortable um kind of knowing what is really talked about when people mention on-premise or or on-site or cloud.
1: So Patrick, uh let's I would say let's sum up this episode. Uh Imagine we are going to do a process mining uh, in an initiative. We do uh, want to put our uh, company on the map, so we do some very cool process mining project. And I don't want to touch on, on Solonys on-site versus cloud because I think that's going to be uh, a topic for our next episode, especially for the, for the migration itself, where we're going to explain some differences uh but let's sum it up uh what should you choose
0: and what would you choose and what things would you consider my god that is a difficult question um it very much depends on what industry am i in right so Mm -hmm. if i am in a heavily regulated industry for example if i'm a payment processor or um, an insurance provider or things like that where i'm dealing with um, sensitive issues with lots of compliance issues and lots of compliance regulations things like that i would opt to go on on site, personally, I would I would pick that because um, you have all the data, right? And with an introduction of cloud services for on premise, I think it'd be more likely that for the future that I can get the same kind of flexibility. Maybe not as great, but probably the same flexibility in my large enterprise, but still maintain my 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 castle, my defended castle of mm-hmm. secure information
1: yeah for me if i had to choose i also would weigh in obviously uh the the preparedness of my company uh what where are we at uh how is the overall uh faith in our systems and in how we are running it is it is it or is it awesome or do we have an issues that we are aware of but personally i i I would probably go for a cloud as i I know how many perks it has compared to the to the on-site solution, and uh, one of them is just the that it's always up to date. It's always uh, with the latest uh, the, with the latest features. You can do everything the moment it's released. If obviously it's your pricing plan, and uh, you once you have the infrastructure set up. And that's what I was saying with the cloud because there is a lot of work that goes into setting everything up so that you can let's say in in case of process mining, you have to extract the data into the cloud first. So that's some work that that is uh, that has that has to go in it. But then once you have it in, you are not reliant on the on the i t departments of the company you are doing the implementations for and you can only talk to business and admittedly, this is way more rewarding than uh than making sure that the setup that the uh that the it setup is working properly uh because i am actually at the moment i am on the other side of the of the of the barrier uh so i'm doing the on-site implementation and there's always some issue uh expiration of the user accounts uh downside down uh downtimes of of uh, our testing environment for such reasons like reloading the data or so they are replicating from production to quality where we are doing the development and uh we had a plan where we basically said we will deliver this and this by then and then suddenly without notification because you know we are just some consultants we had a a week-long uh downtime of our development system where we just couldn't do anything and then when we finally did something, then there was another issue that was now a security patch. And the users who are doing um uh who were doing the validation of the data at that point suddenly couldn't access uh the the dashboards and the reports that we've spent <laughs> weeks or months building. And for me that's just very frustrating because uh it's not in my hands. There's nothing I can do about it, and uh then the business users, uh, the first impression they have from what you've done, what you've been doing, uh, is negative. And building this trust for me as a data scientist and for someone who's trying to persuade them that what I've, did, what I've done for them as a solution is, is great and they should love it, is very difficult to obtain. And when the first impression is bad, then you, know, you have to build
0: from, from scratch. And that's never easy. Yeah, of course. Um personally um I am currently doing a migration project that I know you are aware of mm-hmm. and we are going to get into that in the next episode but let me tell you it is um also a hassle to go from um an on-premise to a cloud right so there if you're thinking about making a switch from a service that you have on-site to cloud you might want to stick around for the next episode right so
1: that's, I think, it, Patrick, for today. Let's keep it short for once, uh, yes. shall we? Uh, I would like to thank you all for listening to today's episode. We are very happy to have you as our, as our uh, fans, listeners, followers. If you have any question whatsoever, write us an email on uh, miningyourbusinesspodcast at gmail.com. Otherwise, we'll be looking forward to uh, in another episode in two weeks. And you already know the topic. It's going to be about migration. And we will get very specific since we uh, do deal with Solanus a lot. We will be talking about Solanus migration. Stick by and uh, we're looking forward to
0: that. Thanks, Patrick. Thank you, Jakob. Bye, everybody.